Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It is Friday, so happy Friday. It's the 12th of June, and uh, today is the last day that we are having Carrie as our guest, and this is the last podcast of the week. Um, so thanks for joining us. Today we're going to be reading uh, a quite lengthy passage from, uh, where are we? We got Matthew 9, verses 35 through 10, chapter 10, verse 8, through 23. So, buckle in, just relax, maybe have a seat, or just press pause until you're ready to kind of soak this all in. We could have cut it shorter. We could have, you know, chopped off, you know, a few verses, 14 verses or so. But um, I love this passage. So let's just let this passage minister to us, and maybe we'll have a few thoughts afterwards. See what happens. Um Let's just let speak, Scripture speak for itself here. Um, Carrie, would you mind reading for us? We're going to split this up. So Carrie's going to read the first half, and I'll read the second half. Sounds good. Okay, Matthew 9, verse 35. And Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly for the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The name of the twelve apostles are though are these: first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother; James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother; Philip and Bartholomew; Thomas and Matthew the tax collector; James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus; Simon the zealot; and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. You received without payment. Give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for the journey, or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who is in it is worthy and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that town or house. 
Truly I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, or they, for they will hand you over to the councils and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you at that time. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and father his child, and children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So? (laughs) So? Anything grabbing your attention? It made me just really want to go. (laughs) Go where? What Jesus, oh, you know. It actually made me think a lot of it was encouraging, but so much of it was disturbing. Huh. You know? Yeah, what was disturbing about it? Um, Just kind of the don't take anything with you, you know, just depend on, kind of depend on others. That was kind of disturbing. Um, Basically, I'm setting you up for disaster. I'm sending you out as a sheep in the midst of wolves, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Your family's going to kill you. (laughs) You're going to be hated for my name. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, It'll be hard, but kind of keep going. It's kind of the, um, I mean, the encouraging things were the, so the, that's the person of peace passage, which I learned since I've been at Victory Point. I had never experienced that term before. Um, So I recognize that. Um, The whole idea that God will speak for you when you're being scourged in the, you know, it's like, I guess that's encouraging. You know, you don't have to worry about what to say. Um, um, Basically, you know, you're going to be saved, you know, because, um, let's see, that was verse 22b. Um, When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next and, you know, you know, basically you will be saved. Um, and then ultimately, you know, Jesus is going to be, be returned before all is lost. That That's what I kind of took from this passage. There's a lot of disturbing things. But there's a lot of encouraging things. Yeah. Um, that's sweet. Yeah, there is some disturbing things mm-hmm. about like, oh, that's my fate as a disciple is right. to be persecuted and hated and... That doesn't sound. And that's very what we're good. signing up for, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's really that's what, that's what we're trying to be. And disciples. and uh, doesn't seem like he's telling them to try to be hated, like right. curing the sick, raising the dead, you know, letting your peace right. rest on people. Those are really positive, friendly actions to extend to other people, and yet it's going to result in this terrible stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound so good. That's what happens to Jesus. Jesus does that, and he gets crucified for it. Mm-hmm. Um, love meeting sin gets crucified right like um yeah so that's that's uh i mean that's part of counting the cost when we say we want to be a disciple is saying am i willing to to leave those things behind and and like the israelites in exodus who say yeah we'll do everything you said maybe at first we say yeah i would do that and then when the rubber hits the road 
and we start losing things and when we start getting uncomfortable mm -hmm. um it's kind of a different story right i kind of want to hang on to my stuff uh, I yeah. kind of want to have my comforts. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to go back to Egypt. You know, I kind of want to have things the way that I wanted them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good insight. Um, for me, I'm I'm gonna have trouble putting this together, but in my mind, it makes sense. So, um, go back with me to the Genesis 18 passage, where you've got the Lord coming to appear to Abraham as a stranger. Mm -hmm. And superimpose that again over this Matthew 10 passage. I wonder if the Lord is practicing what he's, what he's preaching here, even way back to Abraham. Going into a town, be, having nothing, mm -hmm. no sandals, no food, no tunic, entering in and seeing who comes out to greet him and his peace rests upon, and it's Abraham. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? receives him in hospitality and the promise gets extended to Abraham and through Abraham, the promise gets extended to the whole world, right? Through Jesus, Abraham's seed. And now the, the people that Abraham, Abraham's descendants are now in Israel and they've all been lost. It says, go to the lost sheep of Israel. That's right. the lost sheep of Abraham, right? And Jesus is like kickstarting the engine again. He, now he's come again to visit, to see who welcomes him, you know. And these crowds are coming out to greet him, you know. And he sends, and I love this insight, like Jesus has compassion on them. And the needs are overwhelming. He's healing everybody. And, and I would just be completely overwhelmed if I was Jesus. And what does he do? He's like, okay, disciples, it's your turn. You go. And do what I've been doing. You go do what I did way back to Abraham. Go and see who shows you hospitality. Go out and let your peace rest on people. And when they receive you, say those words of life. The kingdom of God is near. You know, just like maybe the Lord in the Oaks of Mamre said, you know, to Abraham, like you're going to bear a son. But um, talk about healing, right? But they go out. And they're supposed to let their peace rest on. And that's how the promise, like imagine those people, those households being like Abraham's household, through which the promise gets transferred. And now you are children of the promise too. You know, now you're part of the family that gets multiplied out. You know what I mean? So I just see this cycle going on. Like you have, you have Jesus, the sent one, who goes to receive hospitality and he gets a bunch of people coming to him. And then he divides up those people and says, all right, now you go out and show hospitality to others. I mean, receive hospitalities of others. Mm -hmm. And they go out and share the promise, you know, and they people receive them. You know what I mean? So like this, this multiplicational, beautiful flourishing of the kingdom of God through subjecting yourself to the mercy of others, mm -hmm. you know, being willing to go with nothing and have to receive other people's hospitality, we, being weak. Right. And, um, and both the Lord in the Oaks of Mamre with Abraham and Jesus and the disciples all choose to make themselves weak and vulnerable in order that they may receive the hospitality of others. And that's how the kingdom of God gets transmitted, you know. So that that just blows my mind. That I, That's what I love about this passage. So what does that mean for us? Because I like to be on the other end. I like to be providing the hospitality. Right. Yep. Well, yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, 
I agree. It, I, and I do think we learn from Abraham in being people who receive strangers and practice hospitality. You know, I think I do think that's part of our calling. But also part of receiving the gospel is to be people who receive the hospitality of others, you know, who realize our need and who make ourselves weak for the sake of um, being welcomed into other people's homes to receiving help, you know. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I mean, we don't have to make ourselves, we don't always have to make ourselves weaker than we are. We all have weaknesses, right. you know. But how do my ex- being honest with myself about my already existing weaknesses and places where I need help and letting that be a clue to how the gospel might be shared through me rather than my strength, right. you know, like, can I let someone else help me with something? whether it's physical or emotional or relational, whatever, can I let myself be helped? I think that makes sense. And I think um, you, um, like trials, create that in yeah. people. Yeah. You know, I know one of our, our groups uh, that we were involved with in the past, which are still some of our really closer friends, we went through trials with, yeah. you know, and allowed them to help us through you know, yep. something in our life that we couldn't do on our own. Yes. You know, and I think that's how this passage speaks specifically to our American situation, mm-hmm. like our context. It might speak something different to somebody else in some other context, but we have such a concept, overly emphasized concept of autonomy as if it actually exists. Like we can just be individuals, mm-hmm. rugged individualism. Um, really does not make sense to Jesus mm-hmm. or to the gospel. Um, we have responsible dependence on others. You know, right. the fact that we are we are placed in, in an interconnected web of creation where we are responsible for our relationships and we depend on other people for life and they depend on us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so subjecting ourselves and making ourselves vulnerable, being like, I don't have everything put together. I need grace. I need hospitality i need healing and being honest letting other people be part of our healing and part of our salvation you know is i think a huge key here that jesus is leading his disciples towards like you don't have it all figured out when i send you out to minister to other people it's not about you you know um you being the powerful one in the situation or being the one who has it all together you know Mm -hmm. it's about you being the one who's weakest and out of that weakness, that's where you're going to see, uh, you know, the sick cured, the dead raised, the right. lepers cleansed, the demons cast out. Like, yes, there's power in that, but there's power in your weakness, being willing to subject yourself and open yourself up to um, the possibility that you might not have it all figured out and you actually need relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge thing in West Michigan, too. I mean, we all struggle with, with um, asking for help you know, with, um, needing one another. And, um, we kind of all act like we're fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's hard to have transparent relationships here. Yeah. Cause everybody appears to have it all together and you don't want to be the one that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so maybe today a great step in response to this could be, um, What's one way that you could be honest about your own weakness? And who could you share that with? 
and wonder how the gospel might advance through that versus you trying to help somebody else. Even though it's good, we should be helping other people. We should be extending hospitality. But for today, maybe a good response is to be honest about your weakness and to ask for help. You know, ask for healing, ask for um, prayer, ask for um, hospitality, whatever you need. Um, just be honest about what you need today and see where God breaks through. Who knows? Well, Carrie, it's been really great to be on your porch. It's been really great to open up scripture with you. And uh, thank you. I've, I feel like I've, I've really learned a lot from this conversation. I appreciate Me it. too. Thank you. I appreciate you asking. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. And um, hopefully you're able to join us Sunday morning uh, at 10 a.m. for virtual worship on Zoom. I'm getting tired of Zoom. Me too. That's why I asked if we could meet. Yes. Because originally yes. you said it'll... We could do the podcast on Zoom. We could do it on and Zoom like, when uh, I'm like... Uh. Yes. Um, okay. Even the people who are leading this stuff on Zoom are getting tired of Zoom. So invitation to join us. If you are tired of Zoom and you do not want to join us, don't join us. It's okay. <laughs> Take a week <laughs> off. Take a break. Um and in its place, I encourage you to find somebody and invite yourself over and say, can I come? You know, <laughs> in, in uh, you know, follow scripture's pattern of Jesus sending you out. Maybe there's somebody's house that your peace could rest on and um, you could worship with them, open scripture with them, pray with them. Say, hey, I need someone to pray with me. Could you, could I come over to your house and we could open scripture maybe and pray together. So maybe that's a little action step for today as well. Um, everyone, uh, go in peace. God loves you. And, um, we are so thankful that you tune in this week. Um, see you Sunday, hopefully. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible reading plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm-hmm.